Hello and welcome to another episode of the Commander Quest podcast. Today we are going to be talking about uh, tuning up your decks, making them more powerful, changing up the cards within them to make them more close to what you want them to be. Uh, correction, no, it is not necessarily uh, making them more powerful, although I will be focusing on that slightly more. Alright, so first, what is this? Basically, uh, tuning up your decks is taking a deck that you have already built and have played with for a while and looking at it again, thinking what cards can I change? You know, what can I change about that deck? And doing that, making your deck slightly different. So that's kind of what it is. Um, you're basically upgrading and changing your deck to be what you want it to be. Uh, by switching out cards, usually new cards, sometimes old cards you just found out about. Alright, so the next thing is different ways to do it. Now, overall, uh, the, the top level things, ways to do it, is you could do it constantly. Like, if you see at any point you see a card... That you're like, oh, I know what it, I know where this is going in my deck, and I know what it's getting replaced by. You can just buy that immediately at any point, and if you do that all the time, you're never gonna have to do anything else. Now, this can work very well, and you don't get very much delay. The issue with it is if you're not completely confident, and if you do change your mind, uh, you only have, you don't have any buffer. You don't have any wait period to see if you really want to make that decision, and you don't really have uh, a long-term change or a large chunk of cards changing that could affect the way other cards uh, fit within the deck. So it works, but you do have the potential to waste money uh, by buying uh, certain cards. All right. Uh, I think that's a good method, but I do think with that, it's best to sprinkle in some, uh, the next one, some of the next one, which is periodic comprehensive updates. So basically this is every once in a while, uh, personally for me, I do it every maybe two to three months. Uh, I don't time it or something. I just wait until it feels like it's time. Um, and basically, I'll just take a look at all my decks. One at a time, I'll be like, okay, what is working? What is not? What is the issue with this deck? How could I fix that? What are the new cards I've been thinking about putting in? Excessive, right? E sorry, not excessive, etc. So if you do it that way, um, that way you can figure out how this big chunk of cards changing is going to affect the performance of all the cards. And it can help you get a much better view because at this point you're almost rebuilding the deck. You are doing a large change to it a lot of the time. Now, some of the time you don't want a large change. You don't actually have that big of an issue with the deck. You think it's working right, you just need to change two or three cards. But sometimes you will. And you can see the impact of those changes. Alright, uh, that's, that's generally, that's a pretty good method, but you do have a delay. You have a couple months where 
it's just not quite right. All right, uh, and the last one is more of, if still within that same category, it's you can theory craft things, you know, just before it, right? You have a list, you have some sort of method, maybe even it's, maybe it's just your memory even, where you're thinking about it all the time. You're looking at spoilers, you're talking to people about your deck, you're just listening to people's suggestions of what to put in your deck. And you have, you know, you have an idea of what you're going to do to the deck rather than just jumping into it. Alright, and the last two are just both and not at all. Uh, both, personally, I think that's a pretty good way of doing it. Some things are pretty solid and you can just go ahead and change them out. And some things it's better to wait for a tr price drop and, you know, tons of different things. Uh, but I think both uh, works pretty well and it's about deciding in the moment what you, the way you want to do it. And then the last one is not at all. You would be surprised how many people build their deck and then just don't touch it, right? Now, I do see there's another thing that I want to add, actually, but I'll do that afterwards. If you do that, uh, honestly, you can. You can do that. But as your playgroup, most playgroups I've noticed, over time, they just get more and more powerful. As more people are building new decks and as decks are just getting more powerful, it just makes this cycle of power level going up. And this can be fine, but if you don't change your deck or make a new deck, making a new deck is probably even worse, then you are going to fall behind. And if you have a significant number of decks, then you're just going to notice you don't play that deck anymore. Now, I'm going to go over when and why to do it soon, uh, but first I want to talk about just how. Sorry, not how, like different ways of doing it. So, I mean, you can do it, but odds are you're going to end up retiring a lot of decks and just them not really getting their proper use, which can be a lot a lot more expensive building tons and tons of new decks than it can be to just fix the ones you already have. And that could be okay if you're willing to spend that extra and you just really don't want to, you don't want to have to deal with that, right? You don't want, you don't want to have to figure out what am I going to do with my old deck? You don't want an old deck. You want a completely new one, and I, can, I respect that, but that's not what everyone wants. And most of the time, I would recommend, bare minimum, theory craft the changes you're going to make and see if that makes you more excited about it. And if it doesn't, go ahead, make your new deck. But it's usually worth having fun, building decks, messing around with your magic cards, than to just buy it. Now, I mean, maybe, maybe people disagree. Some people have more fun and some people have less fun building decks. But personally, I almost always put in the work to save some money. Because I enjoy that work. I enjoy building decks and tinkering and basically finding the exact way that my deck is going to be. So I don't buy too many cards 
that aren't going to be used. Alright, so that's on the base level, you know, what is it? Uh, we kind of did that, and different ways you can do it. I mean, I could go over these a little bit more, but that's basically it. So, next is when and why to do it. So, there's a lot of different reasons you would want to do this, um, but let's just go into them. So, one is you just, you got money. You know, you got some, who knows what it is. For some reason, you have money and you want to spend it on magic cards. You could build a new deck, you could just buy boosters or packs or draft, or, you know, if you want, you can upgrade your deck. And that makes sense. A lot of people will slowly, over time, upgrade their deck. Start with something really, really low value and just make it better and better. Personally, my oldest deck is about $500. I'm a, I'm a relatively budget builder. I'm not like a, a hun, under $100 budget builder, but I will, uh, I will almost never spend more than $200 on a deck. Uh, my actual value of the decks is usually, uh, at first build, above, around $300, because, you know, I have cards, but when I am initially building it, uh, it, I almost never spend more than $200. Alright, so, more money. That can be a very good reason, and most people have a significant number of cards that they would add to their deck if they had the money. So this is a much easier way of doing it, and you're gonna generally be able to have some pretty easy swapouts. Alright, um, yeah, I mean, this is a good reason. Alright, new cards and build-up of ideas. So, as I said before, you can theory-craft things. You can think, oh, I know I want this card in this deck. As you're watching spoilers and stuff, then just use, think about your decks. Think about, do I want this here? Do I really want this here? And eventually you'll come to a point where you're like, oh wow, there are like 10 cards that I'm thinking, oh, I want this in my deck. And most of them, well, maybe like half of them, will not actually end up in the deck. You, most decks are pretty solid in their cards. Every single card is in there for a reason, and that reason is a pretty good one. But... Sometimes you find cards that aren't, and sometimes you find cards just that just work better. So, you know, that's a pretty good reason too. Uh, next is just a cool idea. So, say you have a deck that just loves, it has like some sort of, we'll say an aura theme, right? You have an aura themed deck, right? And you are thinking, I don't actually have any entrances in here. I only have aura, uh, aura uh, draw card effects. Because I didn't think of that earlier. Now, that's a very base level uh, thing, but it's just what came off the top of my head. So you have this idea that works great with your deck, and you want to test it out. So you will just try, try that, right? Now, if you're going to do this, uh, depending on the example, it could be rather bad. It could have a disastrous uh, conclusion and it doesn't work at all. But that's okay. What I'd recommend is first you theorycraft. You think, 
is this really going to work? Is this really helping my strategy? You know, that. Then, uh, depending, uh, usually, uh, you could either proxy or you could play online. So, if you proxy cards, uh, you will have to talk to your playgroup and who knows if they will accept. But if you're testing out something like this, you have no idea if it'll actually work. Well, you have, you have a pretty good idea. But you don't have the most confident idea. So, you have to test it out. And if you can do that with your playgroup, go ahead. But if you can't, uh, there are a lot of different ways to do this online. So, most of these are not, well, none of them are official by Watsi. Uh, basically, it's Cockatrice and Untapped.it. They're basically just ways you can play online with people. And I would recommend Untapped.in because there are many more. I use Discord servers to play online with people, but there are many more Discord servers to play online with Untapped.in. So I will leave a link to two Discord servers that have that play Untapped.in games. Or actually, there's we play well i don't know if anyone's no one has currently played played it yet but in my discord server which is in the description uh there is an untapped.in category so please join all right so i will leave links in the description to untapped.in discord servers and it's just a website right you can go there make an account and it's completely free and it's really fun so you can test it out that way all right and then if your deck is just not feeling right, it feels old, you've just had this for so long, you're, you're kind of burnt out on that deck. It feels weak, it's not getting its land, it's not drawing enough. Whatever it is, it just isn't performing quite right. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of all there is to it. If it just doesn't feel right, especially if you can point out exactly why, now, people can't always do that, but if you can, that's going to make it a thousand times easier to fix. Um, so, if you're doing that, you can take it in, look at it, you know, think, what am I missing? For example, I have a deck that just always misses its land drops. Now, it's running enough lands. It is running 37 lands. But the issue is, it's a three-color deck, and it has basically no ramp. And I know why, you know, it's doing that. So I can fix that. And personally, I actually, the reason that I was doing this episode is because I've noticed it's time for my upgrades. I am working on upgrading my decks. So I'm going to do that soon. Uh, but for now, I'm just doing this episode. <laughs> so uh, last ones are you're gonna take it apart. You just haven't played this deck in forever or whatever it is and you think you're gonna take it apart. But before you do that, I would highly recommend you try to tune it up. Now, as I said, it's better to proxy it because if you're gonna take it apart anyways, then it would really suck to spend money on. So I would highly recommend that you test it out and you just change it. You know, why are you taking this apart? Because you haven't played it in a while? Well, make it more interesting. Do something absolutely crazy. 
this is the point of no return. You can do the most insane thing you could ever think of. There is no downside, right? You can't mess it up more than this. Any point beyond this, it's just going to be ta taken apart. So maybe you want to turn it into your CEDH deck. You would never do that because your playgroup doesn't play CEDH or something. But you can do anything with it. This just completely opens the possibilities. Do not think of this as, oh no, I have to save my deck. Think of this as, oh, well, I'm not going to have this deck anyways if I don't do this. So I could just try anything, right? So, I mean, yeah, it's honestly an opportunity if you're going to take it apart. All right, and the last one is basically the same thing. It's just you haven't played it in a while. You know, you've realized, oh, I haven't played this in the last 10 sessions I played. You know, whatever it might be, uh, I personally would recommend that you go by the amount that you play, not a period of time. Like, if you realize, oh, I haven't played this deck in six months, but you haven't played Magic in six months because of quarantine, well, that's insane, you know? So you have to, you know, depending on how much you play, I'd recommend you go by the number of play sessions you didn't play it in. Or even better, probably the number of games, but that's even harder to track. So simple enough. So now we get to the last part. How do you do it? Right? You have this, you're like, okay, so I know I want to change it and I have a general idea of what I want to change about it. So basically, first thing is new cards. So if you are looking for new cards, there's several ways to do this. The first and one that I would recommend is just watch spoilers. If you watch the spoilers, I, I'm 90% sure you will have fun doing it. I always watch them and I always have fun with them. So watch the spoilers and hopefully you'll have fun. But if you don't, if you don't watch the spoilers, that's fine. That is somewhat optional, you know. You won't have the exact same level of confidence that you would if you had watched them and you're not going to be quite as accurate. But if you don't, that's fine. There are many other ways. So what I'd recommend is you go on Scryfall. Uh, for each individual new set that you want to check on, do set, type set, uh, colon, and then the three letter set code. So we're going to do jumpstart. And then you're going to cast you're going to say not uh, colon reprint. Uh, and then you are going to optionally add color identity. So this way you can see all the things in the set that are not reprints. So you just get to see the new cards and there you go. This can work great. Uh, you just see every single card that you could use. Uh, if you are watching spoilers, just a quick recommendation, you should keep a Cards I Want document. Uh, it can be anything. It could be an architect deck. It could be a piece of paper. It could be a Google document. Anything at all that keeps track of 
the cards you're thinking about. Do I want these? And it just gives you somewhere to go. So, simple enough, that's going to be really useful when you do go to uh, tune up your decks. And the last one is the EDH Rec new cards page. So, if you go on EDH Rec, right, you go to your commander. Uh, we will just use the commander of the day, which uh, is Thalia. If you go to your commander and you just scroll down, it is the top thing, I think. Uh, it's not loading, but it's the top thing or one of the top things. Yeah, it is the top thing. If you scroll down, you will see the top is going to be new cards. So basically what that means is you're just going to get to see the cards people are adding to their decks. They're, what they're changing, how they're, the people who are building new, what has a sudden spike because, you know, there's a new card out. So that's basically what that is and it can be very helpful for finding the important stuff if you just want something super short but not very accurate. Alright, uh, then you can, you know, so beyond that, you can just go on Scryfall. So think of it like deck building. You're going to look for cards. You can talk to people. You can post your deck. You can figure out what exactly it is you need. And then you can find those cards. Maybe you've realized, oh, here's a new Scryfall search I can test out that will find some new cards for my deck. That would be great. So, I mean, yeah, it's just like building a deck. And the one difference, uh, one other thing is you can temporarily test something. So if you just want to test something for your deck you, that you think will be cool, you can go ahead and do that too. So, you know, that's same thing. It's like you're building a new deck. You're going to do searches on Scryfall. You're going to look through EDH Rec. You're going to do, you're going to try and find some ramp. You're going to find some draw. Whatever it is you want to change, you're going to work on changing that. And it's very, very case dependent, but this is the overview. So thank you for listening. And I will see you next time.